Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. The podcast for creative starts now. Hello everyone, it's Flobo Boys, of course, the mayor in the city for creatives, New Amsterdam Red. If you haven't checked out newamsterdam.com, you should, K-N-E-W, amsterdam.com. And if you're watching or listening to this podcast and you want to be able to unlock show notes and bonus interviews, make sure to become a member of the Patreon, patreon.com slash global voice. That's right. We call it the boisterous crew, but you can unlock content from New Amsterdam Radio and the sister shows What's Up Global After Hours and Global Saw on Netflix and more. Question I have for you. What's cool, what's refreshing, and what's perfect on a summer day? Well, the answer to that is a lot. But the thing I'm talking about today is smoothies. In fact, my guest today is the host of the new Creative Smoothie Podcast. Wise beyond his ears. Uh, Vlad Horesco has taught me so much about being a creative. It's almost like we have a very similar path, but on two different planes almost. And hopefully you guys can pull some great nuggets of wisdom from that. So before I get to that, just want to say thank you so much for checking out all these episodes and all of these uh, episodes of not only New Amsterdam Radio, but the New Amsterdam Sessions, which is a long form stuff, as well as following on social media at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on Twitter. Tell a friend about the show, please do. But now, it's my talk with the Creative Smoothie Podcast host, Vlad Horescu. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for your creatives. It is I, the mayor of Hubble Boys, and I'm hanging in the mayor's office with someone who I think is now my new best friend because <laughs> our paths are so similar. Vlad Horescu, you are the host of the Creative Smoothie Podcast. So thankful you're here joining us today. Thank you for having me. And yeah, just talking with you, I just realized, damn, I should have known this guy for a bit longer now. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, this is going to be a lot of fun because the name Creative Smoothie just tickles me. Smoothie. Creative Smoothie, yeah. walk me through this. I know branding and naming is a big part of any kind of show, any kind of artistic expression. But what does that name mean to you? What would it mean to people who tune in? So I approach creativity in a in a wholesome, integrated way where I know that creativity depends on more than one factor. And just like a smoothie that has many ingredients, creativity has many ingredients to them as well. So that was my starting point at first where like, okay, I have a bunch of ingredients and the ingredients are what? Different tools that you can use as a creative, different references, different mentors, all of those combined together can make you a better creative. And I was thinking like creative something, creative, and I was thinking creative milkshake. And for like a solid two days, it was going to be a milkshake. And then I just said, that's three words, creative milkshake. And I wanted to be catchy. And I thought about the fact that what, what is a drink that's refreshing? What is something that's refreshing, good for you, healthy, and consumed in the correct doses can actually improve your health? Well, Mm. smoothie, right? So I was thinking, well, you can have a creative smoothie where you can tune in for about an hour every two weeks or less, and you'll get your daily or weekly dose of inspiration. And that's how Creative Smoothie came out. You know, this fresh energy, uh, the colors that you will see in it as well. Everything's kind of bright. And so smoothie became that word that um, represented all of those ingredients. 
that, I mean, that's actually pretty smart because uh, I like milkshakes as much as the next person, but there's always that one person who's like, you know how much fat's in those things? But yeah. No one ever talks bad about a smoothie. <laughs> no exactly. Like, you can put whatever you want in it, you know? It's just a mixture yeah. of ingredients, honestly. Yeah. And, and you consider yourself a creative as well? Yes, I do creative. I, I think I was a creative, like you are a creative all your life. And then when you grow up to be an adult, you finally give it a, um, a name, a definition. Or like, oh, I'm a creative because Sometimes people think a creative works in painting, writing, uh, stuff that tends to be creative. No, uh, I think people that, who design rocket ships are just as creative. Mm -hmm. People who have to work on a daily basis and, and manage companies that then create products, those people are creative too. Everything that being creative is, is coming up with ideas that solve relevant problems. Mm. So I consider myself a creative because I had I have a degree in advertising and branding with a concentration in copywriting. So what I do is create campaigns or different products or even brands for other companies. So at the same time, I create all of these uh, campaigns for companies, but I also create my own podcast, my own content. I just love putting out stuff. I love seeing, oh, people could benefit from this. Let me create it for them. Let me facilitate them with it. Yeah. With your background, like how does that change? I feel like advertising has gone the past of the Mad Men era into something completely different and branding yeah. and copywriting. Like what was, how was your experience with that? How has it changed? How has it morphed? How does it continue to change? That's a great question because I feel like a lot of people think of advertising as still out of home and traditional media and magazine. But the kind of advertising that I learned was how can we create experiences for customers that actually are relevant and actually are enjoyable and don't feel like advertising. Mm -hmm. And so the kind of advertising that I was taught is the advertising that doesn't look like advertising. That's what I always call it. And advertising right now can be anything. It can be your favorite person appearing on a podcast. It could be anybody on Instagram, just a, an influencer saying a couple of words about a brand. But it can go as far as like creating vir entire virtual reality worlds like Travis Scott did in, in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It, it, it merges culture, meme culture with brands. Um, I remember McDonald's did a really good campaign with um, the guy who used to talk over the NFL players. You know, they used to do this NFL, like record NFL players and do bad lip reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then McDonald's did it and showed like, oh, the NFL players can't wait to get the new Mac chicken or whatever it was. And right. it was bad lip with a bad lip reading dude. And I think that advertising right now is actually more immersed in the culture, more so than just promoting a product. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, it, that's advertising today. And when you had your degree, your, your formal education, you went to the, the corporate space. Uh, and I know that's changing too with, with like mergers and reorganizations. Like what was your experience uh, in that world with your background? I think it was tough at first to realize that it was ne not necessarily what I wanted to do because after you go for school, after you go to school for four years and you yeah. study something like that and you know, college is not like real life. So you get to learn about the best things of advertising, not the worst. I think that once you get into advertising, you realize, oh, wait, it's not exactly child's play like they, they teach you in, in college. The main reason that I was skeptical of advertising once I started working advertising was the amount of times I had to sell brands or products that I didn't I feel identified with. Sure. It was crazy the amount of times that I had to sell 
benefits that I knew were not real and also benefits that I knew that were not aligning with what I wanted to do, you know? Mm. And so hitting that corporate world as a creative can be difficult, especially when you have to deal with administrative deadlines, with people telling you they need stuff by yesterday. And a lot of times you have to understand that the creative side of the job is going to be maybe 30% and 70% is going to be selling your idea, talking to people. And so I realized, oh, okay, you need a certain discipline to the creativity in order to make it work, you know? Sure. And, and did you get to a chance to shift into working your own projects? Did you like become a, a freelancer after that? Like what was your transition yeah. period? So like everyone else, I had a hard time keeping the job that I actually got during the pandemic. So I got a job during the pandemic as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And then I managed to keep it all throughout um, the pandemic as a freelance copywriter for an ad agency. And what happened was advertising works in a way where there's a lot of work done, but from November up until I would say January, there's not a lot of work, not a lot of space being bought because everybody has already invested in their um, Super Bowl commercials, in their holiday commercials. So not a lot of money is left to be spent on the first few months of the year. What happens? There's fewer projects and freelancers are the first ones to go. Yes. That's so true. end of November, they were like, we're sorry, but we cannot extend your contract for another month. And I was like, kind of, I was waiting for that. I was yeah. waiting for it to give me an excuse um, to quit. And I didn't even have to quit. I, I could just like stop working and that's it. And then I was like, how am I going to make money? Because I was also, I'm not, a, I'm not from around here. I was an international student. So I needed to make money in some way or another. Well, I started freelance copywriting on my own and it was just awesome. Like I just started working one on it. It turned out I could do it on my own, just getting clients and using the same um, ideology that I was using in advertising. I had to advertise myself and then I became a freelance copywriter and I'm, you know, it's not a walk in the park. I have to work more hours every day, but it's on my own terms. True. You know, it's on my own terms. So I love that. And I only represent brands and people that I feel that I align with before I couldn't choose. Now I can choose. Yeah. That must be liberating. Uh, yeah, to it do is. That. And you talked a little bit about discipline, about having to, to there's so much of your time devoted to other things but the craft. And we were talking right. about this before we went live that you were an, actually an athlete, uh, which is someone that I, I tried and failed at, but you were actually a dedicated athlete playing at a high level. Did the discipline come from that as well? Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, I wouldn't have been the person I am today without it. And there is many times when I was a tennis, so I was a tennis player just starting um, a bit before, since I was five, ever since I was like, yeah, ever since I was five until like 21 years old. And so that's a lot of years to play a sport at the level that I did, which was three to four hours of tennis every day. Um, that was more from like age 10, but three to four hours of tennis every day, one, one to two hours of fitness every day, six hours of school, home. Then you go, you know, do your homework, eat something and sleep. That's every single day. Yikes. And so a lot of people might think, oh, well, that's hard. It is. But when you like doing something, you develop the kind of discipline that shows you, oh, I'm good at something. I like something. But the only way that I can get better at it is to keep working on it. Mm. And so having a, such a tough timetable teaches you that if you want to do the stuff that you want to do on your free time, you got to manage your, your working time a lot better. So when stuff has to get done, it has to get done. Motivation's always going to be there for you. I mean, motivation is not always going to be there for you, especially as, a, as an athlete. Yeah. But discipline is always going to be there for you. On the days that you don't want to do it, you're going to do it just because of the force of habit. 
And so routine, habit, and sports created this strong discipline that I have every day and that I am still developing every day. You don't ever get to discipline. You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm never going to have a problem again. No, the point about it is to do it every single day. You know, I completely agree with you. How has like motivation been such like a terror for so many people that start out their own businesses or their own financial projects or, or, or creative projects? You know, it's always that feeling of, yeah, I'm not really feeling it today, uh, pushing yeah. through. I mean, I know you mentioned that a little bit, but do you have any other pro tips for that aspect of it? Yeah, for, for sure. And I, this is actually funny. Every time that I'm, I happen to be on somebody else's podcast, this is a recurring thing that comes up because I was an athlete and it somehow trickles through me every time. True. Um, I feel that the people that wake up should look at their last 30 days. Out of the last 30 days, how many times did you wake up not wanting to do the stuff that you wanted to, that you had to do? Because it's okay to have days where you don't want to do what you want to do. It's actually normal and it will happen. Many days I don't want to get on a camera and talk to people. I don't want to write. I don't want to do the same thing that I did yesterday yet again. Mm-hmm. But I give myself the day to understand that days like this, days like the ones where you say, I don't want to get out of the bed. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I use those days to fuel the better days in which I'm like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. The problem is if you look back at the last 30 days and you say, I think I enjoyed three days out of those, I think you might be doing the wrong thing. And many times people um, Mm -hmm. tend to choose the wrong thing and stay in it either because they can keep going just like your relationship that's not going well you just get complacent nobody wants to leave nobody wants to be the one that breaks up so you just keep going and i just think that those people need to see what is it that they truly love doing and it's a privilege you don't always get to do what you love doing and it's easy to tell the people that they can love doing they can they should do whatever they love doing but Mm. i feel every single situation is different but if you can give yourself those bad days um and push through them, I think that the rest of the days are going to taste a lot better. So understand that nobody's perfect. Everybody has bad days. And as cliche as that sounds, it's real. And it's one day. It's temporary. That's the big scare of being motivated. You know, it's what if I'm never going to be good enough? What if I'm never going to be motivated enough? No, it's okay. It's just a day. You know, you'll, you'll get better tomorrow. Is there something that you love doing that you haven't been able to do quite yet? <sighs> I mean, it's all life. Like, I want to travel to still, I still want to travel to lots of places. Um, and actually there's a, I will answer a slightly different question. Um, there's something I've been, didn't get a chance to do for a while, which is to jump out of planes, but, um, and we can go into that later, but something that I want to really do is I want to be able to get to the people that don't have the resources that I did or that I grew up with. And people that have the talent in whatever they're doing, but don't have either the opportunities, the time, or the people in their lives to help them out. And the way that I want to do that is, first of all, build a a platform for myself, build something for myself that I can rely on, and build a network of people that I know have the same values as I do, so we can go out and help these people. Help kids uh, in Ethiopia that want to start playing tennis that are 10 times more talented than people in Europe. There's an incredible amount of talent in undeveloped countries that they, this is how they call them. And I think that those countries have actually more development in certain ways Mm -hmm. than these countries do. So one of my big dreams is to help all those people out in any way that I can. If they need to go to college, go to college. If they wanna start a job that's not necessarily a nine to five and they wanna learn how to do 
uh, internet jobs. I want to help them do that, you know? So I want to do that nonprofit. Yeah. Get to that. You got to make a lot of money in the back though. So, true, true. Yeah. And I'm sorry, we can't just say, I jumped out of planes, let's move on. What? <laughs> you you jumped right. out of planes, brother? What's going on? Yeah. So I, I feel like I've, I don't identify myself. I still identify myself with it, but I don't say I actively jump anymore just because I didn't have a chance to do so in the last two years. Between graduation and pandemic, you know, skydiving hasn't really been an option. You'd think it's the best option, you know, open air <laughs> in the middle of the sky, <laughs> but it wasn't. And right. yeah, so I start, when I was 16, I saw one of my friends do a tandem skydive. And I was like, I want to do that. And I want to like, but I want to get my own degree. Like I want to get my course. I want to learn. I want to learn how to jump by myself. And so the day that I turned 16, I finally was able to go uh, jump out of a plane in Spain because that was the law. And when I landed, I got the entire course. Two days later and eight jumps later, I was a licensed skydiver. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's it it starts so fast. Like two days later, they just throw you out of the plane, and you got to figure it out. And I can't tell if you're telling tell me to visit Spain or to avoid Spain. If that's no, no, that's that's everywhere. Like, if the weather's permitting, yeah. honestly, like two days and three days with the theoretical exam is all you need to become a skydiver if you're good at it. If you're if you know if so it's the first time it. or you haven't had any like experience in sports, you don't know how to like control your body. It takes a bit longer, you know. But for me, I was at the pinnacle of, of tennis. And so I started jumping and I have around 200 jumps now, yeah. which might seem like a lot, but I know my instructor had 30,000 jumps and I know people had 40, 50,000 jumps in their lifetime out of a plane. Well, and, I'm at zero, yeah. so it's all right. <laughs> hey, there's always, I, rec I cannot recommend it enough. It's a, it's a life-changing experience for many people. To be at the top of the plane and look down on earth, it's a humbling experience. I'm happy I did skydiving because it humbled me when I saw how small I was compared to the rest of the world, how insignificant a body just falling from the sky is yeah. like 20 miles away. Yeah. I was like, wow, I ha had a huge respect for nature and earth and, and life yeah. in general. That, wow. You yeah. actually made it very poetic. <laughs> Thank you. I would for being absolutely terrified to be like, maybe I should do this. <laughs> hey, it's advertising, you know, I'm right. Just, I, I can't mean, help so it. <laughs> you presented a problem and gave me a solution for that problem. Exactly. exactly. Uh, so let's take it back to this Korean smoothie, which I, I the first episode is out today. And I hope everyone's listening to this got to go ahead and check it out. But there's someone, there's some people who be a little cynical. They will say there's so many podcasts out there. Why should we check out Creative Smoothie? It's a little different in my opinion, but I just want to ask you this. What makes Creative Smoothie different than podcasts in this category? Right. So a lot of people and the main thing about advertising is how is the product different from everyone else's? And yeah, people listen to podcasts. There's a hundred of hundreds of thousands of podcasts in each category, especially in this one. There's people talking about creative, creativity, art, artists, interview with artists. I know all of this has been done. Like I went into this knowing that everything's been done. But just like with everything else, that was a little bit of a challenge for me. It was, a, it was a nice challenge. I wanted to bring out something different. So Creative Smoothie, yes, it's going to be on one side a podcast where I'm going to be talking with high-performance creatives, like people that were working and are working in, at high levels in the industry, like vice presidents of um, ad agencies, creative directors, film producers, film directors. And I, that's not new, right? What is sort of new is that I'm trying to build a community behind it with actual resources, tools, and courses for creative people. So 
the podcast is only the beginning. And some people choose not to start with a podcast. They choose to start with an actual group product or whatever. I'm not trying to sell anything. So I didn't want to start with a product. I wanted to start with the value. And mm. having conversations with people of that level is what I'm trying to bring forward as value to the people. Later on, I want to, con- I want to create communities of thousands of tens of thousands of people where we can share tools, where we can share different uh, courses, uh, where we can share different teaching skills. I want to have people not only on the podcast, but have people teach uh, different webinars. So my vision for Creative Smoothie is not just a podcast. It is going to be an entire community, or so I hope. That's what I'm trying to build. And I would like to invite everybody who's ever had an idea or has to think for a life. Um, I want them to come and, and listen to at least one of the episodes Sure. And and check it out because I know that there's a lot of other podcasts in this category, but I don't know how many podcasts are trying to do what I'm trying to do. And there's a, a lot of good people out there, just like you. You have a podcast, and mm-hmm. I don't want to compete with anybody um, so much as to add to whatever other people might not be doing yet. You know, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's a nice community. Oh, it's too, so many plans are happening, popping off this year for you. And I'm, I'm glad, uh, yeah. you know, this is still the, the top half of 2021. Do you still right. do goals? Do you still do plans? Or it's kind of like, look, man, week by week, day by day, because pandemic life. That is so interesting because I'm studying myself as a creative as well. So I was thinking, okay, do I need more structure as a creative or do I need less structure as a creative? And then I realized that there is no formula yet. I tend to do goals and planning every single day. But there's just some weeks that I don't touch the calendar at all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like to con- like compare performances of the week. And sometimes having too much structure almost limits me. Like, I want to do this, this, and this today. True. It's like, oh, my God, I got to go through my agenda, through my calendar, make sure I hit on these three goals. That's what, I, what, what you should be doing most of the times. Some days or some weeks, I just... I'm like, I don't want to see an agenda. I know exactly what I got to do. I, got, I want to focus on creativity. And sometimes those weeks, my performance increases. I'm actually better performing than the other week when I knew exactly what I had to do. And knowing your objective is an important thing as a creative, right? Having an objective, an end goal, you, can, you cannot create creative work without that. But having too many goals, too much structure, too many limitations can actually do the opposite. So I have lots of goals for 2020. 2021. Um, but I'm focusing on one at a time and just trying not to get too many things on my plate to where um, the quality of those drop, you know? True. Dropping so much science, and this is just the beginning. Yeah, check out Create a Smoothie, available now wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Vlad, thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. But it, but in the meantime, if someone want to follow you personally, all your projects, how exactly did they go about doing that? Of course. And just be- before I do that, one last thing I want to say, I'm only like 23 years old. And so I'm not a, I'm not a know-it-all. I'm learning. I'm learning every day. This podcast that I'm making is a great way for me to learn as well, because I'm having a direct conversation with people like you. I'm learning right now. And so <laughs> I think that I want people to understand that I, I'm not a know-it-all. And I, everything that I drop as a, as a science or as a fact, I've learned it. And I was lucky enough to learn it from other people. And now I, I want to share it with everybody. But I don't know it all. And I hope people can actually call me out and say, hey, maybe there's a better way you could do that. Uh, it's a pursuit for, of knowledge that makes us true intellectuals, not the fact you have knowledge. Exactly. I'm curious. Every day I want to find out something new about what I do. Uh, how can I do it better? I'm sure that there's some people who do whatever I'm doing a lot better than I'm doing. So I want to find those people and ask them how they're doing it, you know? 
Absolutely. But as far as finding me uh, on social media, you can just go like at Creative Smoothie Podcast on Instagram. And to find my actual personal profile, just uh, at Vlad Lionel Herescu. Um, yeah, it's Lionel is in Lionel Messi. So you can find that out. Um, or just go to vladheresco.com and you can have all of those um, links and social medias over there. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.